I think it is. In, I think it is important for the the left to broaden, you know, to have a bit of a broader vocabulary than neoliberal or not, fascist or not. And I don't think either neoliberal or, or fascist is a is a good description of Trump. There's so many aspects, at least rhetorically, of economic nationalism um, that mean that you, yeah, I mean. But he, but he I'm, represents, I'm not a, I'm not represents the breakdown of the neoliberal order. I mean, I think that's the yeah. really hard thing to accept for the left, right? Because they define themselves against neoliberalism, it's difficult to accept the fact that the neoliberalism is being broken down by Trump and not by them. Well, um, and this is part of the difficulty of um, of what's you know, and not least the fact also that he has uh, working class support. He stole millions of demo, you know, people who voted for Dem- for Obama in the Northeast decided they didn't want to vote for Hillary. So mm, I think okay, I mean, but that is, can be overstated. I mean, it, it was decisive, but it wasn't. No, yeah, sure. Mass, my point so. is, my point is, like, I think this is, um, you know, Trump clearly is a neoliberal, um, and he's quite the opposite. He's disintegrating the neoliberal era. This yeah. is the form it's taking in the U.S., and the left has difficulty accepting that. I think because. Um, you know, they were the ones who opposed themselves to neoliberalism, but were unable to overthrow it. But I think especially when we're talking about the global hegemon, the United States, it's it's vitally important that you talk about, you know, a presidency in relation to the international order and how they relate to that, not their domestic policies, precisely for the reasons that Quinn discusses, which is that ordo-globalism is precisely about creating a sort of a global order for for the world market and uh, sure. protecting it. But so they're, but they're so, very they're very tightly connected, you know, because it's all yeah. about how we got ripped off. We did bad deals. I'm going to do better deals. So those two, um, you know, those two things are very tightly connected with uh, NAFTA negotiations, even tariffs against uh, Canada, you know, um, uh, the trade war with uh, brewing trade war with Germany and with China, all of this. Um, so the you know it's the two things are directly connected in Trump's political project. Yeah, so I, quite, an- I quite another... like the idea. I quite like the idea that Trump is a symptom above all of the decline or the breakdown of left neoliberalism. That really he's a he's to go back to Hillary again. He's a, he's a symptom of 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 the decline of of Hillary Clintonism. We really need to do an episode on Hillary. Every episode is on Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so so, so like every to, to get to every book about America is about the idea of America, right? Uh, to pull in another example, um, just because we've talked about it, we, there's another episode that we can refer uh, back to, which is what we did on on Hungary last year. You know, Orban there um, is you know creates a paradise for for German capital, basically. Um, what is that reading recently where we described uh, it, it as having kind of, you know, a little a little China or even somewhere lower down the, you know, the, the, the wage scale uh, within the middle of, of, of the center of Europe? Um, at the same time as obviously having all these nationalist and, and sort of populist and very reactionary characteristics. Uh, and again, there is that just a maintenance of neoliberalism, but adding in these nationalist characteristics as a as a way of legitimizing neoliberalism but without actually changing anything in essence and i guess that's that's kind of my question about are we still in neoliberalism are we still in the neoliberal period do does the new kind of anti-globalist alliance you know in, in big scare quotes does that represent an end to neoliberalism 